And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan, and happy winter solstice. This is pretty powerful. Apparently, Jupiter and Saturn are getting together. This is the first time something like this has happened in 800 years. Hopefully, it'll be positive because I'm looking forward to positive things. We're going to have one more show this year, which will be Constance Dallas's predictions for the coming year. But our featured guest is making his second appearance this year. It's a brief show, and I apologize for the audio quality on my end. I'm going to talk about the Great Reset, a little bit about that, and how humanity can retain the warrior spirit. I want to tell you a quick funny story. This past weekend, I dressed up like Santa Claus because one, I like my son loves when I walk around as Santa. He thinks it's pretty cool. He doesn't think Santa's creepy. I'm not. He doesn't know how creepy Santa is yet, so I'm going to kind of let him go along with it. But I mainly dressed up like Santa Claus to go through stores because I want to know what it was like to what it was like to feel like to not be a social pariah because I don't wear the mask. So I'm walking in stores and people are like, "Oh, hey Santa, hey Santa." I'm like, oh, "This is pretty cool, you know. Feels strange not to be hated." So, of course, I go into this grocery store the last time. And there is this, like, 350-pound sack of shit that's saying, You're not wearing a mask! You're not wearing a mask! I mean, not with kids around, right? So it's making a big deal. So I looked at her and I go, Shut up, Karen! No. And I guess her name happened to be Karen because she got a little spooked out. So... There I am, like this angry Santa, and I'm kind of following her around in the store because I, I wanted to say more stuff to her, but I think the universe was kind of protecting me. It's like, no, no, you, you've, you've caused enough damage. You've caused enough damage, Ryan, move on. But it felt good. It really felt good to stand up to, to, to these people like that. And I don't know about you, but I think this virus or this fake virus, whatever you want to call it, is bringing out uh, the worst in humanity. It is showing all these people that are absolutely terrified, and I have no idea. What are you so afraid of? This virus, apparently, if you get it, you have a 99.9% chance of survival. And if you die, I mean, what every single person we've ever had on our show talks about death, saying it's the greatest thing that could happen to you. I think a lot of people are just afraid to live. And I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you a little confession I'm not proud of it, but then you probably know this about me by now. But I'm telling, I'm hoping that everyone I don't like gets that vaccine shot. <laughs> like <laughs> reaching out to people I haven't heard from in a while. I'm like, hey, hey, you know um, how you used to, you know, be a pain in the ass to me earlier in my life. Well, uh, you know, we're cool, but I just want to tell you, go get, go get the COVID vaccine. Yeah, get it. I'm thinking it's fine. It's fine. No, no, nothing wrong with it. No side effects. Get it. <laughs> Get the shot. 
So I'm hoping that, that person who confronted me, he yelled that Santa Claus in the store gets that the new COVID shot. I don't know if you saw this on TV, but, well, this is a PR disaster, but apparently some nurse, and uh, I forget where it was, she's talking about, oh, I'm so excited to get the shot. I'm so excited to get the, the COVID vaccine. And she got it. And 30 seconds later, she passed out, and then she was in ICU. <laughs> so it's totally safe. It's 95% safe. Anyway, enough shenanigans. Let us begin tonight's show. Welcome back to the show is Julian Rose. He is a writer, organic farmer, international activist, holistic practitioner, teacher. And he's also a badass writer. I'd say a metaphysical badass warrior. Get a little more about Julian by going to his website at julianrose.info. Julian, how are you doing, sir? Ah, good evening, Ron. Well, good afternoon where you are, I guess. Or yeah. always in the evening. Always in the evening. So... I looked at the UK. It's crazy. And I I also remember that movie that came out, V for Vendetta. It takes place in 2020. It's about a fake virus and how ironic that it's actually happening. It's like, I wonder if that movie was purposely put out there to, to prophesize something. Oh, uh, yes. I, yes, I believe that. So um, where do you see things? Where do you see things? Seven months ago, you were on, you were on a May. We were talking about what could happen. And now we're in. Looks like things are getting crazy. But... I don't know. Is it the, is it the tyranny is going to get worse and we're going to fall into this, or is this the tyrannies uh, in a twilight? What do, you, what do you feel? Actually, this is a good question. Obviously, um, I swing <laughs> between the two. You know, it's actually quite an interesting experience. One day I see the twilight and we're going to move through, and the next day I'm sort of down, thinking, "Oh my God, no." I think we're, we're stuck with this for quite a while to come. It's almost alternate days. I've had this strange experience. And one of the things that's um, on the sort of darker side of it is seeing people wandering around wearing these masks, looking like lemmings. And that makes me really concerned because how could people be so foolish as to stick these chemicalized bits of paper over their noses and mouths for hour after hour, breathing in their own germs, uh, building up spores of various mucuses, etc., etc. All actually, when they don't have to, because although they claim the government over here, and the same in England, of course, is that you're supposed to wear a mask, there's no law to say you have to wear a mask. And if you don't wear one, and I certainly don't, I never wear one, no one me bothers me. You know, no one bothers me. So it's particularly weird. And and then on the next day, say, I'm looking through the Internet and I'm finding all sorts of countries in Europe that are defying this. And I'm seeing uh, films of big demonstrations taking place in Germany, Spain, Italy, France, England and in Poland, indeed, all defying the COVID nightmare. And it raises my spirits a lot because I see the resistance is at least definitely there. It's really only a question of persistence, numbers and determination, I think. And then we, we will break through, possibly really quite soon. I, I sort of feel that if we do, it'll be around Christmas time. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? What would you feel would be the breakthrough? The breakthrough will be that the people who are the perpetrators, you know, the deep state perpetrators, the dark side perpetrators of this whole thing are actually cowards. Now, I worked this Couldn't out. agree with you more. Yeah, I worked this out quite recently, and I was thinking they actually 
are counting on the fact that we're so mesmerized by their fear regime and their apparent, quote, apparent power that we won't be able to act positively, so to speak. Uh, if we do, and if we do it in the spirit of what you're describing of freedom, determination for freedom and, and maintaining our rights as human beings, um, I think it's paper thin, their resistance. It's probably a numbers game. And if it's not, it's very strong individuals within the spectrum of science, medicine and law who would confront them. And I think it would just fall apart. Why did you, and what do you sense about it? Do you sense that there's a, um, do you kind of just sense that you're able to find people who are more pro-freedom? Because I feel like with this situation, the, I'm finding it, like it's easier to find people who are pro-freedom. And I'm wondering, like, you know what, these are the people I want to be friends with. And I'm hoping to kind of collaborate with them and be all together in case there's some big event that's going on. One of the things uh, I kind of get mixed feelings about this because I'm, it, it started happening simultaneously. I started seeing three or four articles about this. and They're talking about the Great Reset. And we hear all this stuff about, oh, yeah, we've got to push for it. And Martin Armstrong saying, okay, well, they're going to try to push for the Great Reset, but they're going to fail. But then I read this article on Gold Money where the gentleman – Wrote saying, "Well, look, the great, the great reset. It can't happen. It's impossible. It's just one last socialist weird fantasy. There's going to be a fiat currency collapse, and it'll make it impossible to happen. How do you f see it, or how do you feel it? Do you think that the fiat currency system will go on for a prolonged period of time, and will allow that to become initiated, or do you think that it'll happen before the socialism ever becomes initiated? And maybe that we'll have uh, this break that we wanted to for freedom." Now, this is, it's, it's a really big question about the Great Reset. We've got this extraordinary Klaus Schwab character who is from the, the World Economic Foundation. And he, he's the sort of figurehead, at least in Europe, who is, you see quite regularly now uh, standing up behind the sort of map of the world announcing all the things that are going to have to happen. Um, I mean, really, it's, it's obviously the scenario is totally extreme. It will come out something like a Chinese version of com the Chinese communist version, certainly worse than the Russian version. And uh, he's saying, you know, that's what we all need, isn't it, in order for to tackle global warming. It's the fake green fascism. The whole thing is based on that, actually. Totally fake green. And I'm a real green from a very long time ago. And I'm one of the pioneers of organic farming in England. And, you know, I get my hands on the ground. I plow the fields with my tractor and I'm rooted in the earth. So I actually can see immediately the total scam factor hits me in the face. And I hear this thing about zero carbon by 2030. And I go and look, what is carbon exactly? I, I can't even remember. CO2, isn't it? Yes. Go and look up that on the Internet. What exactly is it? Oh, yeah. It's what plants give off. And uh, we breathe it uh, as oxygen and, you know, it keeps everything going in life. And I try and look around for what is coming out of factory chimneys. Oh, nitrous oxide, various particulates, nanoparticles, and this, uh, carbon dioxide, very little indeed. And then I looked up on NASA site. What's going on up there in the atmosphere? What percentage of the CO2 is in the atmosphere causing this potential global warming? 0.0037%. Ha! You know, you've got it. That's the whole thing. It's a massive scam. 
it's so great. And the problem we've got is that most people could never believe the people they listened to, they thought they trusted, the government officials, the institutions and all the rest. Of it. They couldn't have got it that wrong. Oh, no, they couldn't. It's impossible. And there must be something you know, in it. And we just have to try and work the whole thing out. That worries me. It, people's credibility in being able to recognize the scam, they cut off because they think it's impossible it could be that extreme. However, the long and the short of it, I think, about the Great Reset is that it is utterly absurd. And a lot of people are really exposing it over here in a very positive way. I was, I was reading something extremely recently where it was being taken apart by a, a leading economists who said, I wanted to believe in this initially, but when I started exploring it, I see that it doesn't make any sense at all. Now, that's actually, you know, odd individuals, admittedly, and the, the general uh, public don't understand what it's all about. And they aren't even particularly interested in all this greening thing anyway. They got fed up with it after Extinction Rebellion took over and Greta Thunberg got out there and she made people ultimately very annoyed. And so they've given up on it, I think, and the general public given up on it. They're only interested now in COVID, you know, when they can get rid of that. So obviously, COVID's the smokescreen for pushing forward the Great Reset. While they're all preoccupied with COVID, they'll simply start trying to introduce some of these plans. Jeez, I, I just don't know. When it comes to this, I know you've talked a lot about people waking up. Do you think we? Do you think that uh, the tireless minority need the majority? I mean, I know in Denmark it was pretty cool. People were protesting in front of nine days. Yep. And I was thinking, like, okay, well, people in Denmark must not have fast food and, and TV twenty four seven like they do in the U.S. <laughs> because I can't, <laughs> I cannot imagine people doing it. People no. in the U.S. will protest for dumb stuff. Yeah, they'll pro, yeah. they'll protest for this stupid thing. And but I don't know. I I, I love that people in Denmark said no. You're not, you're not going to pass down constitutional law. And then. I keep on citing Martin Armstrong because I always think that this guy is, I feel like he's a, he's really smart and he's he's tormented and I feel bad for him. But I also think that in the midst of being smart and tormented, like he, he seems to have a, the edge on this thing. He, his information is very ahead of it. But he says yeah. that these people aren't going to fail. He said they're going to fail. There's just too much pressure. I don't know. Do you Is there enough momentum that you think that they could pull this off? Or do you think that the mem well, momentum has shifted? Yeah, this is the point, isn't it? It's It comes down to the hundredth monkey factor. It's the critical mass factor. You know, we've been thinking quite a long time, talking quite a long time about a steady buildup of, of, towards a critical mass of people who would turn the tide as, as in a numbers game. And actually, I can't help feeling that this is a reality, this numbers game. So when I'm uh, on a demonstration or watching a demonstration, I'm always anxious to see how many people are out there. The press are always, you know, reducing it to one quarter of the number of people out there. But now that everybody's got a camera on their mobile phones and God knows what else, you can see everything, you know, and people are flying drones over and taking uh, aerial photography and you're seeing thousands of people very often when they're saying just a few hundred. Uh, and, and so the thing is, I believe the momentum can be kept up. That critical mass is growing all the time. And their energy level, which it's giving off, the vibrational energy level, which it's giving off, 
is quite positive. It, you know, there are certain types of demonstrations which are very dark and very angry and very sort of like aggressive. It's them, them, them. But actually, I've noticed there's been quite an evolution in the type of protest. It's less that way now. People now more feel we want to club together. We want to be together. We want to unite in defying this lockdown madness. And they're feeling good about that. So the atmosphere is more upbeat, more spiritual even. And I would say that the light is going to come into this. Yeah, this is going to be a more interesting scenario than ever because the light, which incidentally I hear from people who are involved in astrology, that around about the 21st of December, the solstice, there is supposed to be a major galactic change, the planetary movement as such. I don't really follow this, but I, I follow other people's uh, opinion on it, which is going to be a major breakthrough for the positive side you know, for the light, for people working towards freedom. And we are going to go through a very tough time up until then. And then we'll be amazed at the speed at which the positive side picks up and moves forward. In what is that? Gut, I do sense that something like that possibly is around the corner. Okay, I've, it's interesting. You mentioned that. And I talked, well, Jason Kristoff, who has this podcast called The Psychology of Freedom. He's been on our show before. I highly recommend checking him out. He's pretty cool. He talked mm. about that. He actually said the forces of darkness were going to use December 21st with the alignment of all the planets to, to, to utilize, like magnify their Death Star weapon against the against us. And then my beloved friend Joyce Keller, psychic medium, who's been on our show before as well, she says it's also a positive thing. So you're the second person that's positive. So I've got two positive, one negative, saying that this, is, this thing's going to be historic. I do wonder, though... Uh, if this light comes through, how do we see the light? Okay, okay. I, I wouldn't. I would actually say that it's not a visual issue at all. It's a vibrational internal issue of rising chi and a certain sense of lightness in the way you walk, move, see things around you more clearly, a uh, sense of the sort of... Uh, camaraderie possibly with people who are on fellow vibration similar vibrational level as yourself that is actually the thing that's going to happen it isn't a seeing issue i know that there's a great deal of people particularly in your part of the world actually who are always thinking there is going to be some wow man look some massive ufo is going to come in <laughs> i always find that very funny it's very american actually so i mean i don't think that europeans see it that way. I certainly don't. I think it's, uh, you know, there's something being worked out here altogether. What has been previously in the past under the surface, but very unpleasant and very dark, and it was always hushed up. It was always secret societies, wasn't it, you know, and all that. Now, this has bubbled up and is now on the surface, manifesting itself right in front of our bare eyes. And that's why it's so shocking and difficult to absorb, because it's coming in on all angles, isn't it? I mean, it's chaotic and deliberately so, no doubt. Chaotic, coming in on all angles, and we're like hit by it. Now, the point there is that, that what moves on from that state is a sense of being centered, balanced, in tune with something much deeper. And that new state of 
coming around 21st of December, if it is indeed going to come, will make us feel that way. We will feel more godly. We will feel we've got real power we didn't actually realize and that we can manifest it, move forward, clear the decks and move on. That's how I take. That's how I take it. Because now our show is almost exclusively focused on working with warriors, building up the strength of the warriors who wish to fight and stand against this tyranny. What are some of the principles and values that you think these warriors should be incorporating? What are some of the ways you think that we can strengthen our resolve, even if the masses never wake up? I'm not counting on the masses waking up unless the power goes out, unless the TV goes off, unless McDonald's uh, closes for an hour for maintenance. I'm not expecting yeah. anything. Although I'm very happy to see uh, people be getting upset in, in Germany. I love, I love that there are protests there. I love their protests in Denmark. I love that there's other protests going on around the world. Not in the U.S., not in good old sleepy U.S., but the other places. So um, what are some yeah. things that people could do? Well, now, you know, I, I, the warrior factor is definitely very significant. And the in the up until quite recently, there was a big argument among, with people about, you know, if you're an activist, you can't be a spiritualist, so to speak. A spiritualist is someone that sits in a lotus position, meditates and thinks, well, I've got to change this thing in a peaceful way without ever confronting anybody. And we, and we can't deal with things which are on the same vibrational level as they're on. Otherwise, we just contribute to the problem, whether they're being aggressive or whatever it might be. And that has always been a major stumbling block because there's a lot of people in the last 20, 30, 40 years who have turned on to various types of spiritual uh, work, meditation, yoga and the like. But they are part of the problem. They have been and still remain part of the problem while they're so passive because actually all they're doing really is escaping into another realm while the world is slowly destroyed. And they look on and say, well, it's not for us to step in there, that it'll happen when everybody tunes into the right vibrational level, everything will change. And in the meantime, there's not much we can do about it. But the spiritual warrior, the warrior, which is more connected with people like Castaneda, you know, and the, his writings and the shamanic type of approach to life, uh, that is a much more powerful beast and wants to get out, and it's more solar plexus orientated than it's heart orientated, although it rises from the solar plexus into the heart and connects the two, and ultimately to the brain and connects the three. And when we get into the situation where all three are connected up, we really are expressing our true spiritual powers. And the warrior factor is the action. It simply means taking action doing things, going, confronting people head on, saying, I don't, I can't tolerate this anymore. I must do this. As long as you say it, based on a rising energy, which is based on the love of freedom, the love of a good life, the love of whatever it is that are true spiritual instincts, the power that emanates is, is greatly increased and we get enormous support from the higher forces. There's no doubt about that. And I agree with you, actually, that we cannot count on the masses moving. I, I think we will see what happens there. But it has been true historically that a very few people 
have had a major influence on events in the world. Now, if there's a few more than a few, we might be able to carry this thing through without having to rely on the masses. <laughs> Mr. Julian Rose, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, Julian is a writer, organic farmer, international activist, holistic practitioner, teacher, and a badass warrior for the light. You can learn more about Julian by going to his website at julianrose.info. Julian, thank you so much. Thank you, Ron. All the best. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Special thanks to our awesome guest, Julian Rose, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening. University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.